0: The views and opinion and comments on this episode of the Black and Blue Vanguard podcast do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinion by any law enforcement department or agency. Content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Listener's discretion is advised. Now that that's out the way, let's get this show started.
1: Roger. 34 come
2: Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Black and Blue Veg Girl podcast, the only podcast that was made by law enforcement for law enforcement to express our thoughts, our concerns, ideas, or hey, If you just want to vent. You can do that, too. Now, hold on. Wait a minute, civilians. We haven't got about you. We welcome you to listen in. We'd like to hear from you. I'm not alone. I brought back up who's on this ride along with me. Wadi. And Holiday. And I'm Jules. We have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Today's episode, of the vanguards are discussing the Chicago Police Department new superintendent Larry Snelling, and much, much more. So, ladies and fellas, too. Without further ado, let's get busy. Holiday, what you know? Good playboy. I'm all good. I'm all good. No complaints. How's it going? Oh man, I'm smooth, man. Ain't nobody smooth like me, man. So here it is. <laughs> Ain't nobody is. smooth like me. Ms. how you doing?
0: I'm good. All is well with me. How y'all doing? I'm good.
2: We're All good. right. I just can't wait for furlough. Nice. I can't wait for my second half of furlough. That's about it. When you furlough? furlough? I got 12B. So I think that's what, late, early November, I think it is.
0: I'll start this week.
2: You Wait a minute. You said you'll start this week? hmm Yeah. Hey, look at you. Nice. Yep. Look at you. What you got planned for furlough? I
0: don't even know yet. I'm still planning. I'm gonna are you going try to
2: try to, you gonna try to take a little trip somewhere?
0: Probably not this time, because I think I'm going to go on my baby furlough. Okay. I think I'm going to go to a whole bunch of maybe fall festivals, um, different fall festival things.
2: Well, definitely enjoy it, Miss Waddy. Have fun. Do some yeah. things. Spend some money. Mm-hmm. You know, relax. You know, cause they're gonna need you when you get back there. Cause I heard that you I heard you no nonsense. You you know you you zero you zero tolerance out
3: there.
2: <laughs> mm. is. You know, the last show we talked about, I think eighteen to nineteen officers from a span from late May to August. Nineteen officers were slain in the line of duty. Well, it hasn't stopped. Uh, three, we're going to talk about. We just want to, you know, give our condolences and, and our prayers to the families of these fallen officers. August 8th of 2023, Kansas City, Missouri, Fairway Police Department officer Jonah Oswald died of wounds sustained in a gunfight with a car theft suspect at a gas station. This incident occurred at a quick Trip gas station off of the Interstate 35 at approximately 7:30 a.m. on August 6th. I thought some prayers for Officer Oswald, and his family, and also department. California police officer was was fatally shot while conducting a traffic stop. In Salinas, California, a police officer was shot and killed Friday night while conducting a traffic stop. Um uh, officer uh, uh George David Alvarado, a five-year veteran of the force. Around 10.45 p.m., Alvarado made a traffic stop that led to an officer-involved shooting. The chief also said the officer stayed in a fight all the way to the end. Ultimately, he paid the price. He gave his life for it. But thanks to his action, the officer's action, we were able to apprehend the suspect. And they have him in custody. I prayers for Officer Alvarado, him and his family, and also the department. Mm, And one more. One more. Uh, Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles County Sheriff Deputy was killed in an ambush. Listen, many women in law enforcement, our brothers and sisters in law enforcement, please be vigilant out there. Please be vigilant because this piece of crap uh, approach, um, approached the sheriff while he was sitting in his car and shot him in the back of the head and killed him. Uh, the deputy was identified, a uh, thirty-year-old Ryan. Cluck and Broomer, an eight-year veteran of a Los Angeles Sheriff Department. Eight years. He was sitting in his patrol car. He was murdered in his patrol car, sitting. Probably doing paperwork and you know, didn't think anything would happen What you know, he's just working and just sitting. Some piece of crap that they have in custody. He's not mentioned, you know, we ain't gonna mention him. They have him in custody. So for all three, for, so for all three officers, we just want to give our thoughts and prayers to their family and loved ones and, and you know we we you know we still out here we're gonna hold the line and continue to to fight and 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 work in, and work and be in the streets serving the, uh these good people and also the pieces of crap in the community so we out here so man it's just unfortunate but yeah, i mean like we talked about last episode those 19 officers slain in them two two and a two and a half months period it's it's still happening and unfortunately in this line of work is going to continue to happen officers are going to going to lose their lives by uh um uh, by working out here our thing is to prom- to always to note this and speak on this uh we say it all the time on this show that officers law enforcement officers don't get a lot of credit for what we go through we don't get a lot of credit we put our lines on we put our lines on the line on a daily basis when we leave the house there's no guarantee we'll we'll come back we also just want to just talk about this always to to make sure we stay sharp out there you know always you know always staying sharp always training always be aware of our surroundings so you know we can we can you know minimize this these uh these killings
0: no i was just saying i agree i agree with everything i second everything you said you know Thoughts and prayers to those officers who lost their lives in the line of duty. But yeah, we we never get enough credit for the selflessness that we um, go out and show the world every day, like literally risking our life every day for people you don't know. It's like people really I don't I don't think people really fathom the concept of that, you know, because we just, and not to keep um, talking about it like it doesn't make me bitter or anything, but you know, just the whole. People saying like, oh, we don't need police. We, we can do better. We don't need y'all. Da, da, da. It's like you're really comfortable if all police said at one time we're done being the police. That would be so much chaos everywhere.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean? Um, They wouldn't last an hour. No. But no, that's I... the thing. It it's like you, get, you really get people who leave their families who they love. Who they want to come back to, and they cherish the fact that their families want them to come back to them. And they leave that for eight hours a day to save and cover people who they do not even know, who still don't appreciate them, but they still saving their lives every day. And mm-hmm. you know, so much criticism, like you know, they oh well the police don't do much, they never catch anybody. When people say never catch anybody. It's very interesting because you believe we're supposed to catch everybody. And the reality is, we're not supposed to, it's not realistic for us to catch everybody. We catch a lot of people. And this report is documented. Yeah,
2: Yeah, we, yeah.
0: (laughs) But people pick and choose what they want to show in the media. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, it's, but you know, people like y'all, that's what, you know, oh, y'all show up after the crime has been committed. No, it's not the case. And this doesn't happen all the time, but it happens somewhere. It's the traffic stops. It's, it's the response to certain calls. And it's like, when we do that sometimes, it's I bet you that black man or this person didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? You accuse us of harassing people and then when we arrest them properly for things that they're doing wrong, crimes that they could have committed, that's an example. And many and that happens many times. That's an example of us catching, stopping the crime before it happens. You know what I mean? And people yes. people don't really realize what they're saying. Or like, you know, so it's just crazy to me. But like just, you know, back to what I was saying. It's like, you know, when I say we're not it's not realistic to catch everybody, it's not realistic. You know what I mean? Because I'm gonna give you this example. I applaud and honor the jobs of doctors and nurses because they save so many people lives. It's like that God-given knowledge that was given to them to understand completely how the human anatomy works and to figure out what's wrong, identify what's wrong, and then do the surgeries or fix it up. You know what I mean? But this is the thing. That's just like somebody saying, well, nurses don't save everybody. They don't even save everybody. They never save everybody. They never, why are you expecting them to save everybody? Everybody's not going to live. When it's your time, it's your time. And then with the police, just because I I wear a badge, my badge ain't got facial recognition. If I don't have a name, and then many of y'all got a name but don't want to give it, how are you going to catch everybody? I don't know his name. That's why you do seeking to identify. And it's put out in the papers. It's put out in the news. It's put out in the media. Oh, they can't catch him? You act like we know him. We don't know him or her. Oh, y'all got to ask the community. Right. Y'all don't know how to catch them. People who we do not know, who we've never met, know. You think I'm supposed to, we just all, because we see a face, that means we're going to automatically know and be able to track his every move now because we saw his face or her face. We don't know these people. So, you know, it's just, you know, we don't get the we don't get the respect and the acknowledgement that we should. And it's not that we walk around with this, yeah, pat us on the back every day. No, but the disrespect that we dealt with, that should be placed with the honor and respect for what we do selflessly for so many people who, for people we do not know. Your neighbor, well, a lot of y'all neighbors won't even do that for y'all.
2: It, you know, we we see so much going on this day. It's it's it, it, it seems like it's just getting worse and worse, and and it's not easy. It's not easy to to work in these conditions, and, and 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 remain professional and and unbiased and not jaded. And it's almost like they want you to be a robot out there to be, you know, no feelings to not, to not even be human when you get when you're trying to do a job because people need the police, but then you have people in office wanna defund or dismantle. You got people in office who just wanna say, Hey, you guys are uh there's new training coming because you guys are disproportionately messing with a certain group unfairly. It, you know, you know, the conditions are 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 rough, you know, they, they are, you know, people are just, uh, some people are just aggressive and you know, you can't do your job because you do something and somebody's butthurt about something and you want to change the, you want to throw away the whole training and department because of, you know, something that some civilian or some piece of crap deemed unfair. And it's like, you know,
4: he kind of damn both ways. I, I, but I do uh yeah. send prayers to the family for sure.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But you know what? We still out here. Police officers are still out here in these conditions. We talked last. We talked about this last episode. We endure the the chastisement. We endure the the the, the shooting. We endure the killings. We endure the the the, the, the disrespect. We endure the chast- uh We endure the, the hate. We endure not being welcome in some people's uh, establishments. We endure all of it. We endure it because there's people, there's a lot of people out here. There's a lot of people out here that need the police. But the police department, the when they that serve this department are so resilient. They're so resilient. They put on they, they lace them boots up every day and put that 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 superhero suit on every day because people need the police. So resilient. I mean we don't get the we don't get the respect we deserve. We deserve a lot of damn respect. We deserve it. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right, I let's switch gears a little bit and get a little upbeat on the show. You know what I'm saying? And let's talk about what's new on the beat. My favorite part of the show. Because you don't wanna know why? Cause of Miss Waddy. Come on, I know you got something new. You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, talk talk to the people out there. Talk to them, Miss Waddy. What you got?
0: I don't have
4: nothing
0: to talk Damn. about. Damn. People don't ass do stupid. People. Oh. People don't insane things that they once used to like it's not as bad now it's just been like it's been so basic for several months like basic domestics basic dumb stuff
2: so, okay with the domestics you you walked a, on a domestic you you went into a house and it was somebody naked
0: yeah no, <laughs> no.
4: <laughs> you
2: okay i right. when you're driving down the street anybody flip you off or throw a rock or something at the car
0: no they they never stick up their middle fingers at us like they'll probably at the most they'll make like a little mean mug face or they just give you a blank stare, okay, but they don't really, they don't oh, really miss Waddy,
4: there we go but oh, they nice that's there some nice
2: there we go miss Waddy hey they, hey here <laughs> we go we got a story right here, holiday, we got a story right here now, Miss Waddy, when they give you a mean mug would you would you give them back just please tell me give I them something back.
0: Drive it off. no, I don't play. Until <laughs> they drive off. <laughs> oh, oh and you know what? Hey, you... they be mad for no reason.
2: Hey, you Mini. know what? And you know what I do? What? Uh, you know what I do? Like if somebody like flip me off, if somebody flip me off, or or say CPDK or something like that,
3: Uh-oh. you
2: know, I like stick my tongue. I stick my tongue out at them and just you know, or I be Uh-oh. like, oh, I get this like real- oh, I get this like like real sinister look, and I be like, and I shake my head, yeah, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Or or I fl- or I flip them back too. I give I give it back to him. I give it back to him. But I give I give them two. I give them two of them though.
4: I give them two of them. Who's driving the car?
2: Oh, I guess my knee at that point. Oh, uh, oh, uh, all, right, all right, all right, all right. That's cool, Miss Whitey. Hey, listen, next week we are gonna have something Next week, Miss White or next time we get on, we are gonna have something You may have
0: you to tell them to act out. Oh.
2: Okay, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna go in that district. I'm gonna tell him, hey y'all, y'all act the food so Miss Wadi you know, do something, to y'all. Tase you or something, or, or fighting. I still remember you talking about that story. You was fighting that dude on that on that porch. You didn't rip his jacket and throw him down the stairs. I remember that.
0: <laughs> That's um, funny.
2: Holiday, what you got, Cat Daddy?
4: Man, uh, hey man, I don't got nothing, man. I got nothing at all. What the hell? Uh, psych. Um so what I have is uh, <laughs> uh, well your boy haven't been out on the street. Man. I've been in okay. lockup. I've been in lockup. Been so, in lockup, right? Yeah. So um, you know, in lockup for those who haven't worked it, or you can just imagine what it's like. It's you get the after effects. You get the you. They're either pissed that they're there. Or it's like it is what it is. I'm caught and they're quiet and manable. Uh, it's the time where I reflect with the, the arrestees here. And I said, you know, a lot of arrestees fought the officers. Man, these officers, man, they garbage. Mm. They ain't shit. They, Man, I was sleeping. They came and disturbed. You know, it's funny because I'm like, why are you mad at the officers for a, a job they're doing because of your spouse or somebody else called and opened the door to take you out? You know, and it's just funny how <laughs> they just bypass that part and still be mad at the officers. But the funny thing is, they say stuff and then it's like oh shit uh well they're like man i you know I, I i can't stand the police i can't stand them and then they're like but you're cool though i like you yeah. <laughs> you're cool hey, but them thanks. out there it's like i don't even know how to take it it's like man the police hey, that's because pan- he wants that
2: bologna he want that hey he want that bologna sandwich that's why
3: <laughs>
4: you know, He want that, but
2: he wants you to put uh he wants you to put uh, mustard
4: or mayo on it
2: in warm
4: form. Well, it depends. If if they're real cool, they may get that if asked. Not it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it just be funny. They be against the police. Oh uh, man, that's why no one trusts y'all. All y'all. You you're cool, man. Yeah, man. You're cool. I mean, <laughs> okay. Thank you. So that's just been my life, a little bit of my life lately. No complaints. Okay. All right. You know, able to kick some knowledge to these and I'm not, uh, uh, good citizens.
2: No, you was right the first time. <laughs> you was right the
4: first time. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? Spit okay. that knowledge. But <clears throat> there you go. That's been my life.
2: Yeah, some of them just get wrapped up in some dumb stuff and, you know. You know, you give them a little word or whatever to take with them. Hopefully they you won't see him again.
4: Unfortunately, there's some I he, have seen again. Yeah, that's
2: a, <sighs> Yeah, and then there's some you see the next week.
4: Like, man, you back here again? Man, oh, man officer. It wasn't. Me. I love her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it all the time. Man, it uh, wasn't was like like again. I got a good one.
2: It's short, but it's a good one.
4: Nice. You know what?
2: Miss Watt, I want to ask you. I want to ask you you this question before i start this story have you ever and if you want if you don't want to say i understand have you ever been in a relationship where the guy kick you out but he wants you to call him when you get home
0: i'll say no and then i don't just <laughs> personal about me so
2: right 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 well, you know, it's all it's all in fun because the story I was about to say wasn't doing the beat for me. I went on a domestic and he wanted to kick his girlfriend out, you know, out of his place. She don't stay there. So okay, well, you know, they got into an arguments, she want to, and he wants her gone. I said, Well, miss, I I said, Do you stay here? No, I said, Well, I guess he, he wants you to leave, I don't you know. And then when she was grabbing her stuff, he said, give me a call when you get home. I love you. I was like, man, okay. She he she was like, are you serious? This is over. According to her, but she was probably back the next day, mm-hmm. but I, I kind of, I, 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 <laughs> I was laughing myself inside. Well, actually, no, I was laughing outside too, because I was like, damn, bro, you didn't kick out. Did you tell her you love it and give you a call when she made it in? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So you yeah, so that's the, that's what's new in the beat for me, man. That damn domestic, you know, you know. Yeah. Plus, al- alcohol played it, played a part. So of he course. was a big and straight, yeah. Of you know. course, yeah. He was yell. He was yelling stuff. Yeah, officer, I want to gone. And then she like, are you serious? You doing this to me? I, I came over here for you to kick it and spend time with you, and you want me gone? You know, he's like, hey, you know, hey, it is what it is, man. I said, well, Miss inside. you gotta go. And then she grabbed her stuff. She about to walk out. You know, I love you. Call me when we get in. And I was like, damn, bro. You gonna tell her, you gonna kick out and then tell her you love her to call you. Oh wow. But <laughs> well, she's she probably over there today.
4: Oh for sure.
3: Yeah. And
2: you know, I get mad for a little bit, but then you know, they always go back. All right, let's keep the show going. Hi, man, we'll get far the some follow-ups on the last
4: episode. All right, so we got Officer Miles. Man, thank you for being a listener. Okay. Officer Miles. Officer Miles, bro, what up, guys? Uh, You know I always check out the show and, and keep up the good work. You really love what we do. And just wanted to let us know that KFC has this new barbecue sandwich that's pretty good and can give Popeyes a run for their money. Hmm. <laughs> hey, Miss hey, What? I, I don't know. Yeah,
0: oh I got you. I do not.
4: <laughs> Miss What? I'm not
0: an. Average. We checking that. We checking
2: that sandwich out. Negative. Checking the sandwich out.
0: That ain't my sandwich, man. I don't want it. Every it's so it's so Listen, greasy. We
2: coming. You said it's so yeah, greasy.
0: Yeah, it's just those sandwiches be too much. That's all. That's
2: good. Get them crazy. Get
0: them crazy. Why don't you just tell us that you love Popeye's and you want somebody to love Popeye's with you. Ask holiday.
4: A holiday's already there. Hey.
0: Yeah, I, I already know holiday. I, drive, I already know uh,
4: holiday. I, I got to try this barbecue chicken up
0: Sandwich. Me basically.
4: Everybody here's, gets a chicken sandwich.
2: Yeah, listen, we're coming up on 50 episodes. We're going out to celebrate.
0: It can't we going be going pop- out to
2: celebrate.
4: Oh, and you said it's <laughs> going to be at Popeye's?
0: It can't.
2: Yes.
4: <laughs> there it is, you know what I'm saying? Oh, man. That's why he's on furlough. We'll, we'll all go to oh, Popeye's. Yeah. We'll I ain't
0: going to Popeye's. Don't
4: pop- say <laughs> an empty seat. Hey, it's on and like, popping.
2: Hmm. It's on and popping. And listen, we can always because Miss Waddy, you was talking about going over Miles because she got that 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 salmon. Yeah, you know we can always get that. That's that's no biggie. But that Popeye sandwich or or wait a minute, we or no Miles was talking about that KFC got a new uh that new barbecue chicken sandwich. We probably didn't like, do that KFC. Yeah, I don't mm. even sound intrigued. Well, like we can
0: do both sandwich. I don't know why I'm not intrigued by a barbecue chicken sandwich. I don't even eat barbecue chicken. I don't. I do not eat barbecue chicken.
4: I'll tell you one thing. This, man. <laughs> Holy cow. Really? I never knew that one.
3: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
4: Nope. And, and, and Jules is speechless. I don't, I don't think he's on anymore.
2: Hello? I don't even know what to say. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even know what thing. to say. I don't hey, know about
4: y'all. But around my house, they're right next to each other. Mm. That's it. Yeah, I gotta go, I gotta go next door to each other and test them out. KFC is right next door to Popeyes. Hey Holiday, I, if you holiday, if you do that, let us know holiday. Let yeah. us know. Yeah, because the way Miles I was talking up. about that Popeyes, hey, KFC must be oh, good. Yeah. KFC must mm. be good because I know I already told my story mm. about me and Miles, but right, <laughs> he could not stop talking about that by by you know. <laughs> so, this KFC just has to be up there. So I got to test it out. All right, yeah, we're
2: gonna we're gonna test it. We're gonna test it on our on our on our fiftieth. After we shoot that fiftieth, after we record the fiftieth episode, we we there, we there.
0: Have fun, y'all.
4: I <laughs> <laughs> oh, <damn. laughs> All right, all right, holiday. What you get next? All right, our right. next one's from Taya. Thank you, Tanya, for being a great listener. And Tanya wrote, "I listened to episode forty-six. It was disturbing to hear all those officers who were killed in the line of duty, plus no coverage behind it. You guys, be safe, please." Yes, man. Appreciate that. Yes, thank you for that. All positive, you know. It's good to hear people that care. Give us energy. Mm-hmm. So oh, thank yeah. you again, so Tanya. And uh, John wrote, thank you, John, for writing, in the listener. John Rope, thank you, John, for writing. Why do anyone wants to be the police? I commend you guys and law enforcement across the nation. I pray that you all get home safe to your loved ones. Thank, thank you, John. John. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. That's the goal. Get home yeah, to yeah, your that's, loved the,
2: ones. that's the goal. The goal is to get home to the loved ones, and the goal is to retire longer than you've been on the job. That's the goal to be retired longer than you served. Well, that's my goal, that's and with God help, I'm I'm, I'm 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 a little bit too. There you go, man. Thank you, Holiday, for the follow ups. Miss mm-hmm. Waddy, any uh new notifications?
0: Yeah, Mississippi police officer who took a ten-year-old to jail for peeing behind his mom's car is now out of a job. Damn! The senator told
4: <laughs> <laughs> "Damn!" Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> that
3: dude.
4: Man, Damn. He can't, hey, man, he can't hold it. Ain't he out of a job. Hey, man, that
2: officer. <laughs> hey, that officer was the opposite. Hey, he was mad at that.
4: He was mad at that kid peeing behind, and this is his mom's car. But all right, ain't supposed to. But
2: uh yeah, go ahead, Miss Body. We're sorry.
0: It's okay. The Cenatobia Police Department admitted it was an error in judgment to take the boy to jail. Officers will receive additional juvenile training from the department going forward. According to Miss eason she was waiting inside an attorney's office when a police officer spotted her son, Quantavius, urinating behind a car. Chief Richard Chandler initially stood by the officer's decision. To refer the boy to youth court because the officer saw him committing acts that would be identical for an adult under identical circumstances and indeed him in need of services. Still, Chandler said it was an error for the officer to take Quintavious to jail because his mother was there as a reasonable alternative to transfer him to the police station. Now, Chandler said in a statement on Monday that the police officer who took Quintavious to jail is no longer employed by the department. As a result, of an internal investigation into the incident. The department will also discipline the other officers involved in Quantavius's detainment and give additional juvenile training for all officers, according to the statement. We deeply value your trust and support, and we are dedicated to continually improving and learning from our mistakes, Chandler said.
3: Hey,
2: you know, let me ask you guys something. You don't need additional training for this. You, you see a kid, a 10-year-old, I mean, yeah, he had to go, so he's peeing." You know, he's, you know, he's peeing outside. I can't tell you how many times I've been pissed outside. Hell, I pissed outside and I was in uniform. I had, that's how bad I had to go.
0: I would have you know. never taken him to jail. I, he's 10. Right. I mean, that right. Is my car. He had, man, he had to use the bathroom. Sorry. You just simply tell him, hey, don't do that again. He's 10. You take a 10 year old to jail. That's petty.
2: Yeah, that's yeah, that's you know I I you know he I had to have some more meat on the bone like he told like he talked about my mama or something. <laughs> I mean, Funny. I mean, I don't know, man. It's
0: just like
2: and his mom and his mom was on scene, right? Too.
0: It's like, are you serious? You you taking the <laughs> gym behind the car? Like that looks suspect. That looks very suspect. Like, but I don't know. Is that the whole story, though? Like, cause you know how you could tell somebody, hey, don't do that again. And then they want to get all riled up right. with you, you know, and then it's right. something right. else. And then you actually get arrested for something else. But I don't know. I wonder if it's something else. But if it's really just cause he was peeing behind his mom's car, that that looks suspect. That looks suspicious to me on the officers' end because what was in you that was so adamant to take a ten year old to jail for peeing behind his mom's car you know what I'm saying what would yeah. the
3: real
0: what's the real intention what's the real way of how you was viewing him as a ten year old who's just peeing behind I, his mom's you know, car
3: right
2: if I was like on see, like dude are you serious I'd like no nah, don't put me on that report put on this report hell no <laughs> No, man, I, yeah, you don't if need, it you do
0: I'm sorry, if it was on scene, it wouldn't be happening. Cause I'm uh-uh, gonna be, there. No. I, I, I would, over that. no, he not. You could call a sergeant, over whatever, and then if the sergeant say no, direct hey, said hey. Okay, let him do his own report. He could be 99 for the rest of the school, I'm not, you not, you not putting my name in that report.
2: Hey, hey, hey Wadi, you said no, no, they ain't gonna go down. Hey, you gonna it's tell that little not. kid, you gonna tell that little kid to run.
0: You gonna tell you no, man. Gonna tell, <laughs> gonna tell the officer you're not doing that. He gotta run. You ain't gotta run to avoid arrest. If I'm standing there, you're not gonna sit up here and take things overboard and just do that. He's ten. Yeah.
3: yeah. He's
2: well, tense. well, ten old case.
0: Well, obviously Dude, there's nothing not,
2: come, know. you know. Obviously there was there was uh, nothing else behind it because they terminated the officer. You know. If there was some extra, you know, they probably had some a leg to stand on at least, but they terminated the officer. I'm talking about bad judgment. Well, yeah, because you know the kid's ten and he's peeing. It's not like he
4: shake anybody. He probably put the kids in cuff and
3: everything.
2: Yeah, He you
4: yeah. can't do that shit.
2: <laughs> no, nah, you don't need any extra. Right, you're just right. You don't need ass. extra training on. You will need the extra training on how to handle juveniles. Not for that.
0: Yeah, they, they know. We all know. Come mm-hmm. on now. He ain't taking you no know, ten year old to jail for peeing behind okay.
2: no car. No. Oh hell, I ain't take no grown ass person for you. <laughs> <laughs> I want to touch that dude. He all to touch yeah, himself. He probably got pee on his pants. Mm-mm, get out of here. Huh? Holiday? What would you do? Got that? Will you take the ten year old in or would you
4: <laughs> Shit, I'll join him. Let's go a little bit. What's that movie? Big Daddy. Uh, yeah, Big Daddy. <laughs> yeah, write your name. Like, what? Write uh, your name in the sidewalk there. Nah, nah, you know what I'm saying. Nah, especially Mom on scene, too. Uh, nah. Yeah. I, yeah. Knowing me, honestly, I'd be someone that'd be like, hey, make sure you wash your hands after you're done. You pull off.
3: Right. Yeah.
4: Right.
2: It's a 10 old
4: you Knowing me, I you know I always keep sanitizing. I mean, shit here, wipe your hands. All right. You know that COVID
2: during COVID sanitizer had just been your best
4: friend. It's like you can't do nothing without sanitizer. Like, where's some sanitizer? At, at? So. Hey, I, I'm victim. I always have them things because huh? they're always laying around the little bottles. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I'm guilty of that. Plus, people outside. People
2: got OCD now because of... Oh, yeah. And then you touching... You know, one thing about COVID, not that, you know, we're off subject here, but yeah, we all know, that officer made a bad judgment. COVID didn't really get people... Anything you touch outside, a doorknob, car, or or somebody, somebody come up, give you a fist bump, or shake your hand, you immediately go into that, that, uh, that hand sanitizer. I even take the hand. I even took the hand sanitizer and just and just sniff it. You know, somebody like coughing or something like that. I said, "Man, let me just yeah. sniff this, so we can just burn." We started listeners. I know you. I said, we started listeners. We didn't get off course and talk about some damn hand sanitizer. M- Ms. Wadi, what, what what is there anything else? As far as notifications?
0: Yeah, just one more thing. Lauren Pazienza appears in court with lawyer Arthur Adala Wednesday, August twenty third, twenty twenty three, in New York. Panzianza 28, who fatally shoved 87-year-old Broadway singing coach Barbara Gustern in Manhattan last year, pleaded guilty Wednesday to manslaughter in a plea deal requiring she served eight years behind bars. Mm-hmm. Laura Pansianza, who killed an 87-year-old Broadway singer coach by shoving her onto a Manhattan sidewalk, has avoided a lengthy prison sentence by pleading guilty to manslaughter on Wednesday and will instead serve eight years behind bars. Mm-hmm. Lauren Pazianza, 28, teared up in court as she admitted randomly attacking Barbara Mayer Guston on March 10, 2022. Gustin, whose students included Blondie singer Debbie Harry, lay bleeding on a sidewalk as Pazianza walked away. Prosecutors said she died five days later. Today's plea holds Penzias accountable for our daily actions. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin, Alvin Bragg said in a statement, Guston's relatives, some of whom were in court, said they were disappointed with Penzianza's plea deal and agreed upon prison sentence a fraction of the maximum 25 years she, she would have faced if convicted at trial. Penzias's lawyer, Arthur Adalia, declined to comment, of course.
2: <laughs> wow, that's that's rough. That's rough, you know. She got eight years for manslaughter. You know, first of all, why are you upset? When you pushing the 80 something year old lady on the ground? She got off. She got off easy, according to me. If you ask me.
0: Well, I pray she gets saved. While she's in there, I really, I really do I pray she gets saved.
4: Yeah, be
2: saved. Shit, she had to live with that, right? You know, she had to live with that for the rest of her life. You know, she'll get out. Eight years, probably do what four, maybe four or five, maybe. But somebody's lo- life is lost,
3: yeah. and for what?
2: And for what? It's the thing? What does eighty year old lady do, man? That's that. That's that. You know, that's the story, man. People just gotta check your get your emotions in check. Check your emotions. If something happened, I mean, you don't gotta take it all on. Of- you know, Go with it. Man, it's hard to, I it's hard to hear that, man. It
0: really wow. is it really, really is.
2: Mm. Okay. Anything else, there, Miss Waddy?
0: Just anonymous tips up to five thousand dollars for tips leading to gun trafficking charges or convictions. And up to fifteen thousand dollars for tips leading to homicide charges or convictions, you can call 833 408 69 or you can email cpdtip.org.
2: All right. Self explanatory. I wish I knew me something so I can get so I can cash in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't, you know, I don't have to be anonymous either. I'm telling. I'm putting my whole name on there, Jewel St. James. i am like, no, I'm not a police officer. What you mean? <laughs> what you mean you know i'm a concerned citizen i got some info i got some intel you know you know know, i still get that money is that money in check or is it cash straight cash
4: homie nice Mm. (laughs) briefcase and straight cash there you go straight cash homie all right let's investigate
2: new superintendent larry Snelling. uh Let's listen to the mayor's pick. You know, Brandon Johnson had uh, had three picks. He had three. He had Larry Snellen. He, uh, Nava- uh, he had Angel Navales. He had Angel Navales, and he also had, you know, Larry Snellen. He was the chief of counterterrorism. Uh, Angel Navales was the chief of constitutional policing and reform. Just that word, constitutional policing and reform. Boo, and. There's another cat from Wisconsin, uh, Chief Sean Barnes, which, yeah, why are you going outside the department? No, 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 no. no, So I'm glad that uh, Johnson, uh, Johnson had picked, uh, I'm glad Mary jo- uh, Mayor Johnson had picked uh, Larry Snelling. So let's listen to the mayor picking Snellen and we'll listen to a couple other clips and then we'll just talk about it, you know, for a little bit and, and get on out of here. Today, a new chapter begins on this incredible journey to build a better, stronger, and safer Chicago. After a very deliberate and thorough and transparent process, Chief Larry Snelling has been chosen to lead the Chicago Police Department. In this role, he will build upon his three decades of service, most recently, of course, as Chief of the Bureau of Counterterrorism. We will work together to continue to build the partnerships that ensures that every single voice is heard, that every resident feels safe, and those who are most impacted by crime in our city have a seat at the table in influencing solutions that our communities deserve. All right, so we see uh, me and Johnson picking on Larry Snelling, He, you know, Larry. I mean, super. Oh, sorry, superintendent Snellan. Almost three decades, thirty years of policing, and you know, uh, a lot of. A lot of people from the community really like this pick. Let's listen to a few what people have to say about uh, new superintendent uh, Larry
1: Snelling.
5: The mayor's announcement today was being watched closely by those in Englewood who know Chief Snelling.
1: CBS 2 Charday Gray live for us in Englewood tonight. Charday, community activists, you spoke with our celebrating this news.
5: Yeah, that's right, Joe and Erica. And Chief Snelling is the former commander here at the 7th Police District. Now, even though Snelling still has a couple of more hoops to jump through before he is officially named the superintendent, some Englewood community activists say he's perfect for the job. All eyes were on this screen at Englewood First Responders Headquarters as Mayor Brandon Johnson introduced Chief Larry Snelling as his pick for the Chicago Police Superintendent. It's
4: a big celebration.
5: Born and raised in Inglewood and a great of Inglewood High School, Larry Snelling's roots run deep in the city. The
1: thing that makes this unique is he understands because he went through the things that we we're going through.
5: Mm-hmm. He's from here. Three Inglewood community activists, Daryl Smith, Inglewood Political Task Force President, Charles McKenzie, founder of Inglewood First Responders, and Joseph Williams, 7th Police District Councilman, watch Snelling speak at police headquarters all say they work closely with the chief. We
1: have the opportunity to be in many situations with the chief where he showed that compassion, he showed that empathy, he showed what it looks like when you let community help lead the community but be there to assist it.
5: As conference was done, McKenzie wiped away tears of joy.
1: It made me emotional
4: because I know what type of person he is. You know, yeah.
5: Why does that make you emotional?
4: Because, I mean, he's from my area. Like, it's
1: it's different.
5: A change McKenzie, Smith, and Williams all hope will lead to a better Chicago.
1: He knows how to console. And that's what makes him good.
5: Activists say Chief Snelling will represent the city with dignity, respect, and integrity.
2: All right, guys. So we hear some of the, the community members talk about you know, some of them that work with with uh, uh, Superintendent Snelling and didn't know what type of guy he is. Um, what have you, what have you guys heard? Now, for me, I was had the honor of uh, knowing Superintendent uh, Snelling as a PO when he was instructed in the academy when I came in, and the guy is the guy is uh, just generally a good guy. I talked to Snell and a few of us talked to Snell almost every day after the, after class. Cause I stuck, I stuck around and worked out. So I had a privilege on speaking to him many days after, after class and just a, just a good dude. And when I do see him, I don't see him much, but when I do bump into him, he always say, Jules, you still looking sharp, man, still looking sharp. So, you know, for me, you know, I, this was a good pick for the mayor. Uh, this is a good pick from the mayor. Um, it's not just this overall, just, just a good dude. And he's no nonsense. He's no nonsense. I, I believe he'll he'll back the troops when they need to be backed. And also, he'll, he'll, you know, he'll talk about the ones who did something wrong. So he's fair. He's not going to just, you know, even if the officer's right, try to, you know, you know, placate to the to the public. You know, like some, you know, superintendents or mayors have done in the past. So what we you guys have what you guys have heard? Have have you guys heard anything about uh about uh Superintendent Snelling?
0: I've heard nice, good things about him. Um he's really about really being involved, very helpful, um, when it came to um being in the street and everything like that. I know he was a great teacher in the academy too, so I think it's a good opportunity. Especially with him coming, being a native of Inglewood, being a native of Chicago. So it's like you have mm-hmm. and having so much experience on the job, it's like you have all sorts of type of type of experience that makes you qualify for the job. So I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to the good results from him.
2: Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Me too. I, you know, I can't wait because I, like I say, like that one, like the one uh guy said, he know him. I, you know, know him too and I know you know, ways about and what kind of, what kind of character, he, you know, he had. So I can't wait for this era to begin. Um, Holiday, what you, what you think, Cat Daddy, have you heard anything about Larry? Uh, was he, was he there when you was in the Academy?
4: Um, I bumped into him. Um, um, okay. He, you know, a few times I bumped into him. Uh, like, yeah, he was always, always positive. Uh uh we talked for a little bit um you know he always just tell me to keep your you know just stay focused on job learn as much as you can you know uh good information and stuff while you get out on the street you know and i bumped into him a few times out on the street because you know we're right next to his district in seven you know there's some 10 ones we went to some 10 ones that we uh go to and Again, bumped into him, and he's uh, you can see he's compassionate, and he's watching over his officers, and he's out there leading as well. Um, mm-hmm. Went there looking for a gun, and you know, he appreciate all the help, and you get shake your hand, take the time to say, "Hey, thank you." Um, of course, it's a crap look, a crap full of us out there, but um, um, you can tell, you know, you know, he's a great candidate, he, uh, a person, a, a, a perfect superintendent. Not saying the other two aren't. Um, mm-hmm. Just saying that they, I do know them. Uh, a few you bumped into them, talk to them, and <clears throat> even from other people, I heard great things. Not, I never heard anything negative. Um, yeah. So I, I, that's one thing I will say. I never heard one say, "Oh mm-hmm. Snelling." Oh hell no, not right. one time. Right. Um, So no, I, I things a great. It's is a great choice and i'm just happy they picked somebody that knows the city if i someone that knows somebody that knows where cottage grove is at or or harlem or whatever street just no real talk and and it's no knock from any candidates from other states it's just we prefer somebody that knows the city hey man
2: listen i tell everybody in their mama it's a slap in the face to bring somebody outside the department to run this department. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's a slap that. in the face because, you know, like, like, like Superintendent Snell had 30 years from patrol. He worked his way up from patrol sergeant to lieutenant to captain, command and all that stuff to where he at. It's a slap in the face to the upper echelon of the department to bring some outsider. I'd never like that. You right. know, you know, you know, don't nobody know Chicago. If you haven't, if you, if you're not from here, you don't know Chicago. Automatically you coming in, you got to, you know, you, you got an X on your back because you're not from here. You're not, you don't know the culture. And then you're not, you do know say you get, you're not invested. You're not invested in your troops. Snelling is. Snelling's investing in troops. He know he, he you know that's why I, this is a good morale builder because, uh, the superintendents of the past has you know has, has well the, the last one that you know worked out, you know, and we talked about the climate on officers, on law enforcement on law enforcement officers today, is you know it's it's a hostile work environment, but you know just a hostile work environment. We talked about officers getting killed and shot and stuff. You know, you, this is this is a win. This is a win. I just you know, only thing now just hope you know because he in that seat now. I just hope he can you know still do and say you know some of the things that he want to do and say. You know. Yeah. Um. You know they talked about the they talked about the 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 committee, the civilian commission of public safety and accountability committee. They formed, mayor, mayor Johnson formed, or the previous mayor, uh, lifewood, I think, formed this committee to pick the next superintendent or to submit the names of the next superintendent They, they you know, they think that, you know, that, that, that they want. What do you guys think about that? What do you guys think? Do you, do you need this circus of, of, of forming a committee to find, um, a superintendent to pro, to present it to the mayor, and then he have to go in front of the 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 city council to and see if this was the you know the pick. You know is, is this is this person a good pick or not? Was this too much? In you guys' opinion,
0: um, I could be wrong or missing some information as far as how the process goes, but in my opinion, I don't see a thing wrong with that because when you do okay. pick a superintendent. My main thing is pick somebody who's objective, who's fair, who shows no biases in his policing, knows who they are as far as identity-wise and not look for behind the badge. Like, But still have that policing mentality where you care, you're passionate about your job, you love your job, you value the community, but you also value officers. And it takes, I don't know, I guess I would assume it takes a lot the process to be carried out well to find somebody who has that whole package of being objective and being fair and then being compassionate but still having a healthy tough enough skin you know what i mean if that makes sense so Mm
3: -hmm.
0: nothing wrong with it okay
2: (laughs) holiday Holiday cat daddy what you think is it was it was it too much or was it okay it was you know um you know
4: what hey it's funny um So my stance on it is, you know, I maybe I'm just old school where, you know, and then when I just heard Miss Wiley talk, it's like, okay, I see that, you know, just now. Um, But I'm like old school. It's like, I think some stuff should stay within the organization. Mm -hmm. Um, It's, it's, it's pretty much, uh you should have within your own like uh the police organization to uh pick versus civilian like well let me get these group of people and in, kinda interview them it's like okay after Miss Rice said that yeah, I can see that um but sometimes I just say I I, I think me personally it's you know, when you have an organization and jobs, you should stay within, cause they understand. Um, cause I don't think they have like boards to like, like for like healthcare. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm just talking, but like, right, right. Do do like civilians pick like who's gonna be the president of a hospital? I get you. it. And I'm saying the healthcare I, like, like this person knows because yeah. so, so, I it gets to the point where we're giving civilians so much in like input into the police organization, and I don't always think that's a good
0: idea. I agree,
4: you know, um, and it's like <clears throat> because <clears throat> Because how do we know they're not biased? I mean, yeah, they're in the board, but how do we know how well do they have they? Because there's people in the uh, uh copa like there's people that had incidents where the police didn't act in the amount of time and they're fed up. So now I'm on the board to make sure it changes. That's not always good though. So, so me personally, to answer your question, after hearing Miss Waddy, it's like, okay, I see it, but my um I guess it ain't too bad, but I know me, I'm so old school is like always stay within because within understands um our job yeah. and like what it takes to yeah. be in this seat. Like I know what it takes to be in this seat. So Right. I you know, I I I
2: I, I definitely agree with. I, I definitely agree. With, I, I agree with both. I agree with both. At first, see that's why it's good to have different people and perspectives and uh, uh, people's thinking and opinion. Because at first, I'm like a committee to pick a superintendent, and then a civilian at a civilian committee. What the hell they know about picking a superintendent to run a police department? Absolutely nothing.
0: Right. And so which, why do we
2: need their, uh, why do we need them to pick a superintendent? That's what I was like. Right. Yeah. It,
4: it's, well, Miss Roddy,
2: like, what you, what you was saying, you know, what you were saying, like, hey, you know what? It's the, hey, this, this, this is top here. This is the top. Mm-hmm. And there are some questions from civilians and want to make sure that, you know, this person is for the community members but right. also for the for the police now for me right. i'm, I'm for, not for me i'm a little cheated Now, uh, you know make sure that you know you're for the troops troops full. but oh i i see what you know what they say when they present the the names to the mayor i think the mayor okay pick and that's it you know then he you know super, uh, superintendents now had to go through the city council and it's like and hey, we'll need all that that's just We'll need to go through all that. He had to answer questions through the city council. It's like, dude, no. If the mayor pick you, you should be
0: good. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. I think y'all, I see it
5: both sides so, though too.
4: Yeah, um, I, I I really like this pick. I really have this uh high hopes for uh superintendent Snelling, and it's just uh we we just want to see some type of change it's just um i i really have a high hopes for him because when i seen he was one of the people that was a, a candidate for the position he'll have my vote um
0: i feel the same way he'll definitely have my vote too
4: i'm like i'm with you guys
2: holiday miss wadi civilians uh not to knock them not to knock them but something should be uh the ball me personally, as far as the police department, a lot of things should be kept in-house in house and amongst law enforcement um, personnel. So, but you know what? It 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 worked out. It pan. It worked out. So hey we'll do this. We'll listen to uh Superintendent Snelling. See what's his vision as far as the police department, and then we uh that'll be it for for today. I'm, I'm truly honored and uh, humbled to be chosen by Mayor Johnson. To lead the Chicago
1: Police Department as the Superintendent of Police. Yeah, you when know, I started this job, at no point did I ever think that I would find myself in this position. I come from humble beginnings, like most of us, probably most of us in this room. I first of all I'd like to thank my family, our daughters in particular, for out of town As soon as they grew up, they ran off and left me. So they uh, they don't live here right now, but um, Mike and Jasmine, I see you. Really appreciate you. And to Brian, thank you for being here. I'd also like to thank the Community Commission for Public Safety and Accountability for the work that they did in the search for the superintendent. And I'd also like to thank Superintendent Fred Waller for the great job that he's doing and bringing back some morale to the department. He was a great shot in the arm for our members and the city. And I want to be clear about my belief in the mayor's vision of the full force of government. We cannot do this alone as a police department. Every member of this city has to be a stakeholder. And I'm willing to sit down, have a conversation with any and everybody within this city to work together to resolve some of the issues that we have and make this city as safe as we can possibly make it. For our survivors of violent crime and our victims, I hear you. I see you and I stand with you. The Chicago Police Department here's you, they see and they stand with you. And for our officers who risk their lives every day to protect our residents, I know what you sacrifice on a daily basis. I know the sacrifices that your family makes when you go out to the street to keep this city safe. For those members of the Chicago Police Department, as well as our civilian population, I hear you, I see you, and I stand with you. We are rooted in constitutional freedom. We will work to implement diversion and deflection programs, especially for youth. And we are always seeking justice for families of crime victims and survivors with the follow-up from the detective division. We will continue building morale with a focus on wellness of our officers while creating stronger bonds of trust within the communities we serve. Safety in this city has to be a collective effort, one that transcends blocks and neighborhoods. It is critical that we share the responsibility amongst law enforcement, city departments, and sister agencies local government, our federal partners, our residents and community leaders. That is our path forward. That is the commitment I'm making to you today. One of the things that we have to take into consideration that I think a lot of times people believe that officers are made on a conveyor belt and they're robots, they're human beings. They have family members. They have sick family members. They have elderly parents and grandparents. I talk to them, I hear it all the time. Sometimes they just want to spend time with their family members. And uh, when they have canceled days off and things of that nature, when they're out here trying to protect the city, a lot of that time is taken away from their family members. The other thing is officers see things on a daily basis that other people do not see and are unaware of. You know, it is uh, it, it's a terrible thing to see people shot and to see death and to go to these scenes. Worst of it all, children shot, murdered. Our officers see this every single day. So we have to evaluate and reevaluate our officers' mental health. We have to be cognizant of what we're doing to these officers. When we're canceling days off, we have to give them notice if that happens because obviously there are going to be times when it happens. So we have to respect the officers' position with their families. We have to be concerned about those officers because once again, those officers are going into the community. Now I'll tell you this, the things that are said to these officers now, the disrespect, that, that that's huge for officers. How do they get over that? So we have to make sure that we're providing them with everything that we can provide them with so that they're welcome. They get over the hump of not being respected most times or seeing death. Our officers are resilient, but we have to give them more to continue to be resilient.
2: Hey, hey, that's right on right there. It's funny that we just listened there from Superintendent Snelling because we were just talking about that earlier in the show. The resiliency. The disrespect. I mean, and he coming in, saying all the right things. He's coming in, saying all the right things for the community members. But definitely, he he's focusing on mental health. Mental health for his officers dealing with officers who we where we see the worst on a daily basis. Hey, I'm. Hey, I'm. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm. 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 I like what I'm hearing. We haven't had a superintendent like that. That's why it's important to pick somebody that's from the department. <laughs> you wouldn't get that from somebody from a different um department, from a different state. You wouldn't get that. What he just said. He was talking about focus on the victims. He was talking about he's focused on the community members, the victims, and also the police. You know, it's time it's time out for all this, you know calling criminals, and hey, that's what he was just saying right there. And I'm I'm excited to for him to get in, you know, get in there and start working.
0: No, I agree 100. percent What you said, I'm excited for
4: it. I, I was excited when I saw he was on the uh, as in the candidates. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah. he was just seeing his name as him being a candidate of being a mayor, uh, uh, superintendent. Excuse me. I said, oh, I know, I know what type of guy okay. he is. So. He said, um he said, right. he said the right things. He he can and, and he said, I, right I can back it up that he so far. Like I know he can do it. Now oh yeah.
2: They now it's the right the man. Actions. Yeah,
4: now's the action. Yeah.
2: Now, right. Now's the action. Now the action. Now I've I've heard uh there was a, a meeting at FOP that he will publicly, if the officers in the right he will publicly back the officers. In which I'm man, right on. Man. Right.
4: Because <laughs> I never heard that you know, from anybody else.
2: Because, right. You know, so, man, hey, you know what? This is a morale builder right here. We need it. We need it. We need some other stuff. We need some people to get out of office, but in due time. But... <laughs> Hey, that's the show, folks. Let us know what you guys think. Holiday, Miss Waddy, you know, appreciate for being on this ride along with me. Always be alert, be aware, and be safe, but definitely be dangerous. Definitely. Until next time, hey, I guess we'll talk to you guys next time. Wait a minute, people. We're not done yet with the our Blue Cape Award winner. Holiday,
4: who's getting the award today? Today's blue cable award winner goes out to no other than Georgia deputy officer Officer Miller. While on her lunch break, she intervened to stop distraught woman from leaping into a river with a two month old baby. Wednesday, August sixteenth started just like any other day for Muscogee County Deputy Aaliyah Miller, as she was taking a walk for a lunch break along the Riverwalk in Columbus, Georgia. She spotted a woman holding her infant and threatened to dive into the Cheddar. Coochie River. Miller and another fellow officer approached the woman. Eventually, they managed to talk her down, saving both her and the baby. Miller stayed with the two-month-old in the air-conditioned fire truck until another family member could arrive and pick them up. People have praised Miller for her service in real life and online. I want to commend Deputy Miller, the Columbus Police Department, and Columbus Fire and EMS on a job well done. Muscogee County Sheriff Greg Countryman wrote in a statement on Facebook, thanks to quick thanking and response time, they prevented a tragedy from occurring today. Your dedication to going above and beyond the call of duty is what we should all strive for and achieve each and every day. You saved two lives, Deputy Miller. I know the family is extremely grateful for you. And so are we. Congratulations, Debbie Miller, for being our Blue Cape Award winner.
1: Everybody in this room right now, the feeling that I have right now, I, I, I can't even describe it, it's like euphoria. I feel like we're on to something great, but we are going to have to continue this feeling. We can't leave this room and leave the feeling here and go back home. We've gotta be able to talk to our constituents and explain things to them. Not just give in to demands, but educate each other. There's something deeper than the issues. Let's talk to each other. Let's find out what those issues are. We will find that our officers and your constituents are not that far apart in beliefs. Everybody wants to go home safe, everybody wants good education for their children, they want their children to be safe, their grandparents to be safe, free of the possibility of being robbed or even killed. I hear what people say about Chicago, I was in a helicopter ride a couple of months ago just looking at the city from the sky. This is the most beautiful place I've ever been. And I've been quite a few places. So at this point, all I will say is this. Let's continue to keep our city great. Let's work together and fight to build this city so that it is what we know it is. And we can showcase this to everybody else. We don't have to listen to their criticism. We can hear them. But we know what Chicago is, so let the naysayers say nay. but we win when we stick together in this city and work together as a team. So thank you, I want to thank everybody here for being here, thank you for all of the kind words, and now it's time to get to work.